I am unashamed. What about you? All right, this is, we're still at Duck Commander, which is kind of odd. And we have a, are you a guest host or are you like number two? Or I'm a, I'm a guest host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Zach, Jason, who is often, my cousin, because a lot of people say, who, who is this guy? How often do you, how often do you visit? Because I, I rack my brain. Do I visit? And uh, I mean, the Duck Commander oh. compound. And I saw to myself, I said, I didn't come but one time last year, the year before, maybe none. So I'm very rarely back on the premises of where we started. You'd think some old coot like me that started Duck Commander. You never come up here. Yeah, and there was me and Jay's there for a long time, mm-hmm. but and it just mushroomed out. But the bigger it got, the less we were even seen. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to explain that. Well, Jay. I think it's interesting. I mean, we should. Talk about the history. We're not now, very sentimental. I'm not a sentimental type, you know. But you started, what, in 19... I think you had the idea in, what, 1972? 72, I had the idea. Coming yeah. out of the duck blind, somebody said... Well, it was at your your buddy, uh, Big, Big Al, Al. Yeah. who was your old drinking buddy, who, fast forward, what, how many years did it take him to come to the Lord? It took him 12 years, and once he came to Jesus, and I baptized him, Three months later, he fell dead. Man. So he cut it. He was coaching. He, he watched third. me for twelve years. You, you preached just, his funeral, didn't? He was an avowed atheist. Yeah. And he told me that I'm an atheist, and he had a health issue. And the doctor said you have an aneurysm near your heart that could explode at any moment. He said, so take it easy, watch your diet, and we'll do surgery. You know, in the next three or four months, but be careful how you roll. So it was during that time frame he calls me up and he said, Robinson, I've been watching you for 12 years from a distance. He said, how in the world did you do that, make that big a change? I mean, you weeded us out, you culled us on the spot, and we never saw you again. What, what happened? How, what changed you so much? Well, that's a perfect lead-in question. So I, preached, <laughs> I shared the gospel. I drove all the way to Arkansas. I said, I'll be up there. So I go up, he calls me, so I'm telling on the phone. <clears throat> so I drive to Arkansas, we get in his old Bronco, we're riding around on the roads <clears throat> where previously we'd get drunk, you know, we stayed in the woods all the time no matter what. So I said, so you're having some doubts about being an atheist? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He said, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I said, sometimes when death is knocking on your door, you begin to contemplate these things about immortality, your mortality, immortality, which is offered. <clears throat> so I went through the whole thing with him. He has a, like a 30-plus. I mean, he's just as shy of a Ph.D., brilliant mind. So I took him down there and baptized him. Then three months later, he lived a good life. He, you know, he was he, coaching third base when he fell over. His family called me up. When he died, yeah, he was on third baseline. He was a great baseball coach. They won championship after champ- championship, Junction City, Arkansas. But anyway, they called me up, and they said, we want you to do the funeral. And I said, do what? They do the funeral. I'm like, uh, I've never done a funeral before, but from what I've observed, people who do funerals are usually pretty spiffy. <laughs> They dress up, they're pretty, these funeral home guys, they seem to be kind of... Preacher types. Yeah, preacher types. I said, 
you have to forgive me, but I don't even own a suit. So I just don't think I would be the type of person you would want at a funeral. I said, I, I just don't. And he said, I mean, his wife said, well, the family members got together, and they and, and Al said, if something happens to me, have Phil come up here and do the, hmm. do the let him send me off. That he said that he requested that, and I said, "Well, I'll be there." So all I did was point to the casket where Big Al's body was, which was asleep, and I knew his soul and spirit had gone to be with the Lord. And I pointed over to the casket, and it was a packed house. All the people he was well known, baseball coach, and a wild one. <laughs> so basically. I just gave a little history of myself and his life, my life, how they were trained us that some of you may not know. They didn't know that. They didn't know he had come to Jesus. I did, but no, they That's didn't. the first time they heard of it. First time they heard it. So then it. you got to share Jesus with them. Well, I had a I similar. I said, I'll just use this opportunity to preach the gospel to them yeah. and then get on down the road because I have, you know, warrants out for me from previous <laughs> episodes so I said, well, the law may get me. Like they're still after They may you? cut me some slack. No, I think we looked into no, it. It finally died yeah, out. The I statute mean, you know, of limitations. In other words, I left town uh, in the dead of night, and I didn't return for it had been like a year, year and a half, and when and that's when I got lined out. I yeah. repented. Then Al, he repents. So out of all of them that I ran with, he was the only one that made it. By the way, all my old friends – they're all dead. Oh, you, you all mean all your drinking buddy? All of them. They're all yeah. dead. He's the only one that made the cut. Wow. So, so he's, he's he made it. But and he named I'm, Duck Commander because you had taken an old uh, PSO, put two reeds in it, and did what you do. Yeah, he named the duck and, call. And Phil was calling the ducks, which is a famous blind. You know, there was a cypress tree. There at Moss Lake. We were up in a tree. <clears throat> Is that the one that looks like the nest? That oh, picture, yep. There's a picture yep. of it, right? I've yep. seen the picture. And then a sad turn of events. As soon as the government bought that place, they burned that tree. Oh, which man. Is it hurt. Somebody should have been... That was the second funeral I went to. Owls, <laughs> and when they burned that tree down, <laughs> I went up there 60 miles from here, but I went up there, went back into the river bottom, motored up on it, turned my motor off, and I'm looking at that burned-out stump. And it hurt. I said, yeah. about an 800-year-old cypress tree. Wow. That thing. Is they don't incredible. make them kind anymore. So, you know, that <laughs> one was right there on the edge. I'm the one who said, we need to build a blind in that tree right there. That's where most of these ducks want to go. And they said, what? I said, we need to get up did in that tree. Did y'all name Allen after Big Al or no? No, we named him after Alan Ladd in the movie <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Remember sorry, I, sorry, I asked. I had no idea. It's I not, don't want not, even. Not quite as um, uh, uh, affectionate as, as you might have thought. No. <laughs> but I remember the line: Big Al said, "You're not, you're not talking to those ducks. You're commanding." Yeah, he the said, duck. "Call it the duck commander and and market that." And I said, "I never thought about that." I said, 
I may do that one of these days. He said, call it the Duck Commander. And he said. So you'd already had the idea for the design, the, the, the two. He reasons. had the idea, gave it to me. He said, you ought to market that duck call. Well, he means. The I name. mean, the actual <laughs> two-readed duck call Two-readed, bent yeah. up with the yeah. dimple. I mean, it was yeah. an evolving process. Of course, then the process, I guess, we stayed down there. How, how long was Duck Commander down at your house? It was at the house. 20 for, years, man. Yeah, 20 years. First this 20 the, years. This problem when we don't have Al. He knows all these meaningless no, he's, facts. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a reservoir of information. Yeah. So anyway, at some point, I believe during a flood, we it got moved up here. Be, I think it was a, was it 91 maybe? Yeah, 91. That, that was you know, the a, big that was flood. A, so we had to move up here. And then Willie took up. I kind of ran it for a few years that's a year you know, it got in got uh, within a about eight to ten inches from being in my house yeah. but y'all weren't in this building it was like this far right? under the floor i can't remember and the moisture from that water being that close to the floor went up through the old little particle board floors and i heard a big racket one night the water had receded i said whoo boy we cut that thing well, it had soaked the floor, old particle board, and when you soak particle board, it gives off uh, gas. It gives off a gas. So we basically were being, uh, what, what are they embalming me with? What do they call that? Embalmed formaldehyde. Yeah, formaldehyde. Oh, yeah. It was giving off formaldehyde. We were all getting dizzy, falling around, staggering around. I said, I called some carpenter up. He said, man, that's formaldehyde gas. Mm. He said, open all your windows and get, get your family out of there. So anyway, we tore it all out because I just walked in there one night and I heard a big racket and and my living room floor, it was about yeah, three, three, three boards just, just pulled loose like that. So the water had receded, and I looked through the floor, and I saw that old Catahoula cur dog of mine. He was looking up at me on the house. <laughs> I said, I said, Miss Kay, I went around and I said, when you see your dog looking at you through your floor, <laughs> you got to fix your floor. Yes. So we tore the whole thing out. And, and it's time to move. So Duck Commander at some point moved up here, and then Willie eventually took over. And it was kind of a deal like I make the duck calls, and he runs the business because Phil said I'm done. And so, but that's why you only come up once a year. I come up I'm more not often. A, I'm not a yeah, businessman. You, you, you paved the way. I looked at all this stuff in this warehouse, and you know, our bookkeepers right down there, mm-hmm. and there's people in offices, you know, and and you know, and and now we're here, back in here. I'm looking around at, you know, the, they've got my pictures hanging around like like that one. Look, I was I was building duck calls. I was. I'm not sure yeah, they can. My see youngest that, one is 42 now. <laughs> I was probably about 30 right there. And you look actually at, look, look like, at what the ravages of time has done there, nephew. Yeah, you actually look kind of like me, yeah, or really I look do. like you. Yeah, we favor so, a lot. We'll have to get a picture of that and put on the uh, on the YouTube channel. So make sure you go yeah. to YouTube. From there <laughs> to here today, it was it seemed like a long journey. Yeah, look look to me, it's just long. It's quick. Just like that. Yeah, I went out to uh, driving out in Calhoun today because, you know, we live in North Carolina now. So, but I drove by where mom was buried, uh, your sister, my mom, just mm-hmm. about a year ago. And, uh, which I never thought I would go back and visit a grave, yeah. you know, but I just was driving by with the kids. I said, I'm going to, I want to just go by and see. I have a I moment. Didn't, yeah. I didn't, and I didn't think I'd get emotional. I did, but really because it was just surreal. You're 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 looking at this gravesite, which they which they still don't have the stone up yet. Your mama was the reason, the the the, the catalyst 
that brought me to Jesus. And that was your mother, wow. my my sister. <clears throat> and she tells the preacher they bring up there to the beer joint that I had at the time. Yeah. And and of course that's where we initially started. And she's the one that said said Bill, his name is Bill Smith, he's going on with the Lord. But she said, you convert that one, my brother, he'll convert thousands. Yeah. Well, it was... Uh, I didn't know that at the time. Brings tears to my eyes, but, I mean, that's that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Well, she had some kind of special gift of kind of knowing what was going to happen. You know, I've, told, yeah. I've said this many times. When she I, sure I visited our church when I was in, like, I don't know, sixth grade, and she picked out my wife because she taught my wife in the fourth grade and she said i think that's the girl you're gonna marry <laughs> course, good night I, judy yeah she's course, some kind of prophetess i don't know well i'm just money. saying she said it of course i i'd never paid any attention i thought don't the mind sixth her grade, she, you she's can crazy only, you can only handle so much all right <laughs> and so then when i met my wife i didn't even meet her she just walked by when i met her when I was now in high school, sometimes I started all, dating all it her. takes is a walk by. Well, your mom said, Hey, I told you, you're dating her. <laughs> I was like, That was the same girl in sixth grade. Cause then I vaguely remembered that. Cause I remember the only reason I remembered it, cause I thought, Boy, she's crazy. <laughs> she made little, she was a little crazy. Insanity, she was called crazy by more than one <laughs> individual. Insanity run, there's a, there's a, a thin a line, line of insanity in the Robertson heritage. Yep. Hey, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my uh, ad reads here, so we'll make a stab at it. But uh, good luck. <laughs> but I did think this 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 is uh, interesting because you you ran out of food, right? Your food was destroyed during the hurricane, right? Yep. Well, because the freezer and the refrigerator went out, and my lovely wife said, "Well, maybe if you don't open the door, it'll be okay." But after three days in Louisiana. So you never know when calamity is going to strike and you're going to uh, need to be prepared. So our our partners here um, have a, a, a deal for you. Go to preparewithfill.com and you save $100 on the most popular kit of a four-week emergency food supply. 100 bucks yeah. off. If you would have had that, you wouldn't have ran out of food. Yeah, and this stuff lasts like 25 years. 25 years. My Patriot Supply. Uh, so go to preparewithfill.com. That's preparewithfill.com. Save $100 off of a four-week supply that will last nearly 25 years. You're kind of raising your voice. Am I doing again. it again? Yeah, you're doing it again. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. You're, exci- <laughs> you're excited. Remember, <laughs> tone it down a little. <laughs> but uh, I'm just passionate about it. But it is, it will keep you prepared, so it helps you in your mind, but it's also... Look, hurricane hits, you're good. I've I've actually got this. He could he could uh, hire on, and they would they would they would put him in in a position uh, for selling the uh, water hoses because those guys that sell the water hoses (laughs) eat this this thing. You and let me tell you, even Ben, you pull it over. I mean, they're they're really animated. And you think I could get a job doing that? You could get a job with them. Well, we'll see how. Let's make sure you make sure that our audience goes and get your food supply. Well, they're trying to sell a water hose, but they got guys that they are they're they're on the same level that you're on on. on but, but, but this matters. You need this. Well, hey, this, this is, is it's something good. to but raise Phil's your voice saying, about. Yeah. Okay. A lot you, of people wish they'd had that Patriot bucket. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is smart, but Phil's in an indirect saying, if you want to try to sell water hoses after this, there may be a career in it for you. I no. think Exhibit A, not to mention any names, Sai. Well, but you, that's why Sai's proven that's why, you can be crazy and be functional. That's why all weird people are gathered. We gather them up down there. That's why so many weird people show up. It's it, weirdness meets weirdness. We attract. They, we attract them. They, that's right. They are. They are one. Because we're weird. That's it. Well, well, when I was out there, uh, I had this moment, to your point, just the, the quickness of life. I mean, I'm looking at this this uh, mound of dirt that the, the grass has grown over it now, but it's just a real moment when you, and they've got our picture there because it's like they're waiting on a, you know, a gravestone. And um, I mean, I know this sounds morbid, but I'm thinking her bones are in the ground. The bones of my mother are in the ground. And it was That's just, this, it was a very sobering reminder of just the, the the shortness and the quickness of of, of life here you know what i mean mix yeah. mix with i love mix with hope yeah, i love absolutely first peter 1 23 it says for you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of god for all men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Which is why we've dedicated so much time to the book of John, because the word of the Lord brings us the opportunity to be born again. I mean, that's where John 1 starts. And then you have this this term that in our world is almost impossible, which is imperishable. Yeah. I mean, what what a what a word to throw around! It's a uh, it's the ultimate escape hatch, and it's the only one available. <laughs> it's unless you. I've always asked. I've asked everybody when I talk to it's them. It's like the redneck translation of yeah. imperishable. It's. I always ask them. Ultimate said, escape hatch. Here's my story, <laughs> and I said, "Here's the escape hatch." I said, "What's your escape hatch?" And I said, do you have a story that'll beat it? And all the atheists I've ever talked to, they said, no, we, yeah. the story itself, we're, yeah. we were. And it's more than an escape patch because it, 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 it makes life here better. So it's not, I mean, it's yeah. this isn't the ultimate destination. But even, it, it even, helps my peace of mind. Yeah. Well, to get back where we started, I come up here probably, well, a lot more than you because they still pay me. And Willie, I told him, I was like, look, I don't, I'm at a point here where I'm not going to be this eight to five. I was trying to kind of resign, but he's like, no, I'll I'll keep you on the payroll because he's in charge, you know. He said, but when I call you, I want you to come. So I thought, and he said, we'll try it out. So he doesn't call me very much. Most of the time, since I'm more familiar with the mold system and the technical part of the duck calls, when they call me, there's a problem in the design of a call. And so we figure it out and then move on. That's basically my role. Yeah. So does it bring back, does it bring back memories being in here? I mean, it does. It brings back, you don't, you don't realize how monotonous. You're a a sound. Jace is a sound engineer basically the 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 skill set that put the whole thing 
into play. Yeah. The duck call industry that we were part of, the whole thing came down to a gift. And the gift was the skill set to ascertain what wild birds sound like. Only in America could someone say, you know, uh, they said, well, what's your, what, what you going to do with your life? What's your skill set? I said, well, uh, I have a couple of degrees, but I think I'm going to exercise my skill set and pursue that. And they say, which is, I said, I know what ducks sound like. It's like playing piano by ear. So if one has a skill set to understand what birds sound like, Jason's got it too. I mean, we know exactly what they sound like, but the key is But we're to, with them. But, yeah, but you know. to duplicate that, we hear some, we've been hearing them all our life, these bird sounds. They all make different sounds, different quacks, different call, beep, 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 whistles, and there's They all sound different. Well, well, we what, got the ability I mean, to zone in and build a device yeah. that perfectly mimics that. Trust in God and start your exercising your skill set. Trust in capitalism because it won't work with socialism. <laughs> nope. <laughs> got to trust in capitalism and you work hard. And you say, yeah. you look up and you say, then you look around and say, that's how you get pictures on the wall. <laughs> trust in God, it. trust in capitalism, and work hard. You'll get your picture on the wall uh, one day. Do you trust in capitalism? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I I like it better than socialism. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, not it's I, not I, a perfect I, system. It's just better than anything else out there. Well, you there's, can, there's you, a but reason. The point is, you America. can start from scratch with no paperwork. Someone said, "Well, did you talk with the the uh, the, the the state authorities about getting a license?" No, we had no paperwork. No, uh, can I start it. a business? I just went out there, and there's a shed there, and I said... Well, Phil, that means you probably broke the law. Probably did. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got yeah. rules and regulations. To Trump's, uh, speaking of regulations, Trump goes in there, and the first thing he did is start whacking and stacking the regulations, burning them, get rid of them. That's the way it ought to be in America. If you got an idea, you should be able to pursue it, mold it, fix it, market it, that's the yep. way capitalism works. Now, you start messing with that, and you begin to stymie that with regulations and government edicts. You, you're getting in the way of progress and what the country's all about. Yeah, you ought to yeah. be able to start from nothing and end up with something. And that's, that's well, what happened. Well, it's American free enterprise. I remember sure. taking that was junior in high school, and I thought, I like this. Yeah. Now, I took it high school. Basically this was a great discussing. enlightening about well, what can be done as far as just – Hard work and have an idea. Yeah, but capitalism—it's the only place you can do that. But you said something like in the duck call world, like when when I've had thousands of times people come through that door and they'll blow a duck call, and they're like, "What do you think?" And immediately, I I know they're not basing their style on what they've heard ducks do. They just want to go duck hunting. And they heard us or others, and that's the difference in what we're doing. Because we have, I don't know how many different duck calls we have now, probably 50. And you say, well, how, how do you have so many different duck calls? We've got all the species covered. But then within the mallard hen, which is the most famous because she's the most vocal. By the way, Judge, it's an interesting <laughs> point he just brought up. No one before us had ever incorporated the majority of the species that you actually hunt. Right. And, and 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 build a device that sounds like them. I mean, you see it real quick, but 
It was, more, it was just what mallard hen. Basically. Well, some of the yeah, that's right. The mallard hen because and look, people they, they would go out and they would see some wood ducks fly by, and you've been with these people, and they'll blow a mallard hen call. They're like, oh, there's ducks, and I'm thinking. Number one, we don't have wood duck decoys. Because back in the day, you didn't. Nope. Number two, those are wood ducks. Why are you blowing a mallard hen? I mean, which the duck world, I'm sure, thought the human world was just full of idiots. <laughs> because for years, that was what they were trying to do. Yeah. And So what we did was, and, and it was mainly because of Genesis 9, which is the birthplace of honey. God said, hey, they're going to be wild. Go get them and eat them. So we started trying to mimic I the sounds. I give you the, the, the beasts of the earth, the birds of the air, yeah. and the fish in the sea. I'm giving you complete control of them. Pretty well whack them and stack them. Yeah. Well, my point. You know, gave my, you the green, he said, just as I gave you the green plants, vegetarians at first. But then he went, he said, now I'll give it all to you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, my point was going to be, in the duck call business world, we have like 20 different hen calls because... All hens sound a little different. All mallard hens. They're, well, a, you have they're young a little ones, different. Young ones, yeah. middle-aged ones, and old ones. And then you combine the fact that all people, their aerodynamic structure is different. So you're going to have different sounds. The The trick and the hard part of where my job for years and what I'm still doing here yep. is once you design a call that sounds like one of the thousands of mallard hens, you're trying to get all those calls to sound like that call. Cause you have 20 different hen calls. You don't want two of them sounding. So quality just assurance alike. becomes a major issue. Well, it's just different. Yeah. It's and like so it's a, like, like a some clarinet, people, the difference between a yeah. clarinet and a, and a trumpet. You, yeah. you have, you have a reeded, uh, musical instruments, you know, whether the trombone, the, the the saxophone, yeah. you know, you got uh, reeded instruments. Well, just think about how critical it is for that reed that you're. It's vibrating, and you say, "Yeah, that's a that's a sax. That's yeah. a saxophone." And you see these guys on them. Well, duck calling's a lot like that. It's 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 there. It's musical instruments of birds in the wild. So to duplicate that. Say it real quick. Add more to it, me. We spent a lifetime at it. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. You know, everybody's looking for ways to save money right now. Uh, I just lost my insurance agent. That's a long story that uh, we won't talk about right now. Uh, so I'm in the process of, of shopping for insurance, and um, I'm going to get on this Gabby Insurance. Uh, what they what you do is you you, you get on and you take uh, it takes the pain out of shopping for insurance. Because <laughs> I didn't know it was painful. Well, that's you, well, that's because your wife probably sets all that up, right? Exactly. Okay. So, so Gabby Insurance, uh, you, you get on and um, and you enter in your information, and they'll link your current insurance account. Uh, it takes about two minutes, and then you can see these quotes that will compare coverages, uh, and you'll get the exact same coverage you, that you currently have. But when you do it, you're going to probably save an average of eight hundred and twenty-five dollars per year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. On average, their customers save 825 years. So what it does is, is you see all these different quotes from different companies, and then you can pick the best one. And, and, and it's, uh, it's I'm 74 at this date uh, of the insurance uh, caper there, but I'm 74. But I didn't have any insurance for the first 50 years of my life. 
Because no. you had no money. Well, now you have to. You can't buy a house or a car without insurance. In, in this yeah. case, are we ever going to get insurance? I said, when you get more money than you know what to do with, then get every kind of insurance known to man if it makes you happy. But Well, to have insurance, that means you had to have something to insure. Yeah. Well, now you got. We, we had nothing, so I, I it, it was beyond. You, you didn't even contemplate. So it. take this, and now this, this. this will yeah. save you some money. This will That's save right. you some money. They never sell your information, so you don't have to worry about that. So here's what you do: it's totally free to check your rate. There's not any obligation. It takes about two minutes, so you can go right now to see how much you can save on your car and homeowners insurance. Go to Gabby. That's G A B I dot com slash unashamed. That's Gabby. G-A-B-I dot com slash unashamed. Gabby dot com slash unashamed. What's funny is the worst sounding duck call that we ever made to me was actually the best seller. Which one was that? It was called the old raspy. Yeah. It was a mistake in the mold process. And all it would do, no matter how hard you, you blew on it, it would just that, that's all it would do. So Phil, to his credit, said, "We'll just do this for beginners." Yeah, and so at least they can get a decent sound yeah, out of it. You can just blow. You don't have to have have air that's controlled. You you can just literally pick it up. Anybody can do it, and it's, maybe it it'll sound, work. It sounds raspy. You don't have to make it sound. That's raspy. right. And I thought that'll never work. Greatest selling duck call ever because people, no matter how they put air into it, it doesn't sound bad. It just and so they started killing ducks. Plus, it was finally it hit at a at a at a time frame that the calls went nationwide. Yeah, via Walmart. And I think the name had. Remember, they had a computer raspy. glitch. They were going to just stock up the stores that had. That had a well, that was in Walmart, yeah. That yeah. was back when I so, was in control. And look, I get this order that was ridiculous, it was oh. like 50,000 old raspies. They had a miscue at on the computer, yeah. and they said this product is going to an astronomical amount of Walmarts where they ain't been a duck. Well, I looked it up, been it a was duck three, in a thousand was, years. It was 3,000. Wal- we were selling to about 400 Walmart stores. And I said, how is this 50000 Because I, I kind of laughed. So well, this yeah. is not right. So I look it up, and it's all the Walmarts. So I, I made a moment of integrity there because I could have just just took the order, processed it. I mean, I had the order, and I thought, no, this ain't this is not right. So I called the buyer. He was and, basically, and he knew they he weren't going to stock that many. This was not right. So I call him up and say, look, first I talked to the guy's secretary. And they're like, no, that's what it says. I'm like. I'm telling you, it's not right. And she's like, well, what's the problem? I'm like, you're sending duck calls to Miami, Florida. There's no ducks in Miami, Florida. And people, and so, okay, I'll get you the buyer. Buyer gets I mean, on the new, phone. I mean, look, not New York, but major cities, metropolitan. Phil, every, every Walmart. And, and so the buyer gets on the phone. He said, what's the problem? I said, somehow there's a glitch in your system, and you order 50,000 old raspies. And he said, what's your problem with it? I said, well, you're sending duck calls to places where they don't hunt ducks. And he said, hey, if you can't meet up with the demand, <laughs> then maybe you don't need to do business with it. I said, now, look, I will I will churn out the duck. I just want to make sure. And he said, hey, that's what we ordered. 
So I hung up and said, okay. Well, he told you later, oh, it was a glitch, all right. Well, but- right. So what happened was the 50,000, look, then they start reordering. Because if they just sell one, they basically put six oh, nuts yeah. uh, and now, it, it, I mean, I don't we know were getting many we, we were getting rich off of a computer <laughs> uh, glitch. Yep. Jace is trying to talk them out of it. Said I don't. Think but they you... finally figured it out. Well, when we well, had yeah. the meeting, when, and look, surprisingly, they sold most of them. Yeah. And I figured, you know, Miami, yeah. Florida, somebody said, "Hey, there's a duck call." But yeah. I mean, they they just and so when Walmart we, when I, actually made us a national product. Yeah, so they I did. salute – people say about Walmart, I, 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 yeah. for, for rednecks who came up with a little idea about something to be put in the sporting goods store, to us, they really made us a national – Well, back in the day, I remember – Even though it was a mistake. I remember, was a mistake. I remember back in the day when, uh, when it was at the house and you guys would get a big Walmart order. You remember what you guys would do? You, you, you would cook a huge meal – you would invite the whole family and oh, yeah. any friends you those had come down. We would celebrate. <laughs> and yeah. we, well, we, we we would pack those boxes. You guys oh, would have. Right. Oh yeah. The, we uh, the, the, the we, pay was the food. That's that right. was the pay. But look, when I met with him the next, because I was nervous, because I was like, this was a mistake, and they didn't sell out, obviously. So we go up there, and I'm like, as soon as I walk in, he said, "Yeah, the, something happened with the computer, and y'all went to all the stores," and I was like. That's what I thought. I'd already called him, but he done forgot that conversation, you know. And I was like, "What you want? You know, what you want to do about it?" And he's like, "Oh, we just, well, they'll they'll sell them eventually." But let's get back to the your four hundred. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay," because I thought he's gonna say we're sending those calls back. And, oh no, they'll eventually. But sell. but the menu after that year. The menu got better. on the oh. riverbank, the menu picked up exponentially. The yeah. menu got a lot better after that year. Yeah. We went from, well, from, yeah, I remember from you said, liver the, and bologna to <laughs> Someone said, what's the biggest difference that happened before and after Duck Commander? I said, the menu. Well, you say that, but now I feel like we come full circle. I would much rather, if you said, I'm going to cook you anything you want, Zach, I would not pick the finest of, of, of steaks. I would pick the Opelousa catfish, yes. a fried deer steak. Come I would, on. I would pick something that you would get out on the land on the river, the Mayhaw jelly. So it's, it's it's funny we've come full circle. The best things that we eat are the things that, that we were eating back in the old days. That's why yeah. we don't eat out. I mean, it's not just because it's a problem when somebody comes up and like, hey, but there's nowhere that I can go eat that's better than what I've been eating. Uh, that's funny. Whenever, uh, by the way, Phil's book's doing very well, Jesus Politics. Uh, I remember when we had the initial interview, uh, we were interviewing a new agent. And so our agent, Celia Yates, comes in town, um, who's from California, um, San Diego area. And so he, he's he's in there trying to sell Phil on yeah, what he can do for the family. He's done a great job, by the way. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget. So he's in from California, and all of a sudden, it's about about noon. The door swings open, and Jace, you walk in, and you've got about a twenty pound Opelousa cat. Your hands are under the gills; it's completely yeah. skinned. And 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 Jace says, "I got I got lunch ready." And Phil, you get up and you walk, and you immediately walk in there and you start cleaning that fish within fifteen minutes. Like we were, him up, yeah. Oh, we did that. We've done that thousands of times. You can't beat it. Um, there's something about when a when fish gets frozen frogs deer it loses something 
Because a lot of people, when they eat our products that we're putting out there, they're like, boy, you just, what do you, what do you, well, it's fresh, number one. I mean, that, and you're picking the right, you know, I, when we, we catch them, I'm looking saying, oh, that, that there's the special one. You don't freeze them before you fry them. Never freeze them. You catch them, clean them, and eat them. Well, but I get it, but people freeze them because they're, to me, their schedule doesn't work. But I, when I catch an Opelousas cat or I go catch some crappie or I shoot a, a young, small deer, I stop everything and I eat that That's immediately. It. I don't care what schedule. You can't get that fresh. I mean, I used to tell Willie, I'm like, I'm going to be late back when I did have to be here on a certain time. He's like, what you got? I was like, I'm fixing to eat this deer. <laughs> let's take let's take a break. <laughs> so, yeah. Phil, so Phil, how's your uh, cell phone situation working out? Cell phone. I I live in a in a cell phone free zone. No cell phone. See, so you're one of the few. I could not do what I do without my cell phone. Could you, Jace? You might could. I probably could, but I tell you what: during the hurricane, cell phone service has been a problem. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Well, it's yeah. like when you go to a concert, you know, and everybody's on their phone. You wouldn't know this, Phil, but trust me, it nobody's phone works. There's too many, too many phones. Well, our friends at Patriot Mobile are running a, a deal right now until September twelfth. You can choose either a free phone. These are these are called the school days promotion for all the kids going back to school, but they're not going back to school because they're quarantined. Um, but uh, the, until September 12th, you can choose either a free phone or you can get a free month of service when you switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier, Patriot Mobile. Um, plus, instead of getting all the hidden fees and funding left-wing propaganda, uh, Patriot Mobile will donate a portion of your bill to Students for Life. So what you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil, and you use the promo code Phil when you choose. Uh, you can either choose a free month of service or a free phone. Um, veterans and first responders save even more. So you can also call 972-PATRIOT. Uh, That's 972-PATRIOT. Or visit patriotmobile.com slash Phil, promo code Phil. That's the joy of hunting. But we started because we were trying to give an explanation on why we're here. And Al, I, I never have got where his whereabouts were. What What's funny is after we filmed our other two podcasts, I was telling Zach, I was like, because when you got to the commercials, I was like, we're the type of people that we say what we're thinking. That's why I feel sometimes has had. You know, more awkward moments than most people. But so I, we were telling Zach, says he's a guest host. We do the commercials that y'all hear, and we're not like most people. We don't read from the page because we're real. We're authentic people. Like us or hate us, it is what it is. And so the last time with Zach, he was kind of you were getting your. It seemed like a color commentator. <laughs> And so we were making fun of him. <laughs> and to Zach's credit, he was like, I don't know why I was doing that. I guess I was trying to be more excited about that. So, well, you, you know, what'd you say? I was like, uh, uh, like a sports commentator when yeah. I was reading. When you I was, were like going away from the mic. Cause I see my wife do that when she sings. And I'm like, is she putting in an effect? 
and you were yeah. doing that in the ads, and I thought, why not just say what they do? <laughs> so, well, I'm working on it. So our ads today. Jace was basically saying in a nice way, turn it down a notch or two. <laughs> well, your, vo- your voice was fluctuating, and I thought. Well, Al's a lot more jovial than I am. So I, well, I, Al know. just, Al was like just being I mean, he's looking at it. Here's the product. Well, he's smooth. This, he's this is what they do, and so we we had a funny moment. But we're doing the best we can. I mean, I was the first one. A hurricane hit, and I was like, the coronavirus is already pretty bad in this area. Between the two things, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's yeah. take a week off. You're like, no. Yeah, there's no weeks off. We got we 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 got to get up here. So yeah, we moved the entire studio from uh, Phil's place to uh, to yeah right here at Duck Commander. So, in one day, yeah. I mean, which was incredible. I say we. Cole's looking at me over there like, nah, I wasn't no we to it. <laughs> I like but, it a lot better down there on the river because it's just. Uh, well, Phil, you well, hadn't been to town in six months well, before I, today. This, this visiting town, <laughs> I've done the last two days. <laughs> I mean, I think old Jeremiah Johnson had it right. I've been to a town. <laughs> well, what's what's weird is everyone from South Louisiana has come up this way. That's why the traffic's so bad. You can't find ice and, you know, the fast food. Yeah, I baptized or... some of them Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah, sure did. Yeah. They were coming from the from the uh, the 150-mile-hour wind. I really felt 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 for them well that's the real reason we're here and we're even doing this i mean you you see jesus and you know you shared that about big al and there there's storms in life and i don't mean literal i mean we just have one but look i was sitting on that couch i had about 30 pillows there were literally trees falling just feet from me and i thought okay i mean if this is where it ends on this earth, that's fine. I, I was I was at peace, and like I, I I shared on the last podcast, you know, I actually went to sleep, woke up to chainsaws. But a lot of people who have no hope, they they start they start having some clarity, and that's why when we go through John and we introduce Jesus, which has been our whole theme of what we share, all of a sudden you you see something that that makes sense. Not not only from a historical view, not only from you know a biblical view. It just in in life. You look at creation. We were talking about the animals earlier and the trees, and you know I, I just saw the acorns on the ground, and I saw you all these trees die. I thought, but here here they come, they're coming back. Oh, quick! And it's it's subconsciously planting that seed in your mind that there's more. Yeah, there's more to life than just some weird happening where all of this happened with all these very minute details that all function together perfectly. And all of a sudden you're just going to live your life and retire Mm. and die. What, what you talking about hopeless and and to me, almost delusional. There's a, there's a famous uh, sermon that uh, John Piper gave called the, uh, the, uh, I think it's called something like the seashell sermon. That he gave to a group of young folks, uh, I believe in Memphis. I may be butchering this story, but the 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 moral of his sermon was that 
Um, do you want to retire and go pick up seashells on the beach, or do you want? I mean, you want to go out with a bang for for the kingdom's sake. And uh, uh, so, when you said that last week about um, the thought of of making all this money and then spending what you can and leaving the rest for your kids to fight over, like that, that makes me sick to my mm-hmm. stomach to think about. I think God has called us to. You talk about this inner longing. Like everybody that listens to this podcast, I'm telling you, or not, not everybody. Everybody has that thing in them that is saying there's got to be more than just this temporal uh, uh, existence. There's got to be a point to all of this, and I think that's what what we're trying to accomplish here in the podcast is to talk about that in a you know in a fun way, but to talk about it in a meaningful way. I think the best sermon I heard him give, he preached out of Hebrews three, and I'd never thought about this, but Hebrews three one says holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling fix your thoughts on jesus and he zeroed in on that heavenly calling it's not a phrase we use very often but his point fix your thoughts on jesus because jesus like we read in john 12 when he's lifted up would draw all men to himself Mm -hmm. jesus is the heavenly calling on earth that's why he's so famous that's why we're talking about him that's why we're analyzing his the characteristics of his personality and what he did and these bumper sticker statements where he he says things like you know i before abraham was i am yeah because that is god saying hey here's your here's the answer to what you're searching for those visitors uh sunday morning i said here's an interesting thing I said, I'm looking at y'all. I said, that guy over there, right there, he said he was from New Jersey. I said, do do you realize how fewer people I've ever laid eyes on from New Jersey? I said, but he's here. He arrived here today and is seated right there. I said, now you folks are from Florida. I said, I flew into Florida, gave a couple of speeches one time. I said, but I don't. I don't traverse through Florida. Or then there was a deep South Louisiana. And there was they, one guy said, "I'm from Texas." I said, "Tell you, there's Texas." I said, "If you're wondering, I've never laid eyes on y'all till right now. Never met you. Never didn't know who you were. You just appeared." I said, "You know why you're here?" I said, "Why would you come here?" I said, "All those great distances to get here." I said. Heavenly calling, God called you. That's what you're doing here. I said, so I'm going to give you a briefing on what this is all about to make sure you understand that there's a free gift available and involved in it is an escape hatch mm. that will literally give you life while you're here with peace of mind, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and on top of all that, immortality. Let's, th- said, let's take a quick break, Phil. So we baptized them. You said, did you catch the coronavirus? No, <laughs> not yet. You know, I remember in that sermon that, that I was referring to, Hebrews 3, his two points that he made was, you know, if there's a God, we need a way to God, and we need a word from God, like mm-hmm. direction. And as simple as that is, that's basically what Jesus Said. He said in John 14, I'm the way. And then 
John 1 starts off saying, in the beginning was the Word. And you say, well, it seems like a strange thing. We've said the theme of John and, and Jesus' characteristics, I've mentioned this many times, is love, light, and life. Those three things keep coming up. Not so much the word love, mm-hmm. you know, John three sixteen is famous, but just in his interaction with people. But life and light over and over and over and over and over again. So somewhere in there, you know, God had, had in mind that you see what Jesus does. You see what he said, how he acted. You will figure out he's the way and this is the word. This this is the instruction. It's just in a being plus, instead of a manual. Plus, pun intended, Jesus and what he did, what he's now doing, and what he will do. He died on a cross, was buried, he was raised, he went he's at the right hand of the Father, constant mediating the 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 path to immortality. Jesus in our world trumps government edicts, rules. It trumps it all. You, you say, you're there, thanks. You know, I like constitutional republics. They seem to work a lot better for the kingdom of God. But no matter way you're a monarchy or you're some kind of oligarchy or some kind of dictatorship, it would be the same with us. We yeah. would have... We would just have to remember Jesus trumps all government edicts. You know, go make disciples, Jesus said, and baptize them. That's what we do. Yeah. It's it's just as simple as it can be, but profound ramifications when you start looking out there and saying, you know, where 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 did I come from? What am I doing here? What what is there any way out of here? What? Well, the answers are all right here. So in our case, Free of charge. Hmm, that's good. Yeah, I think that Jesus, the the the, and I, I keep coming back to this concept of the person of Jesus and not the idea of Jesus. I think sometimes we, well, the the temptation is to is to move Jesus into an idea or a concept or a a set of principles or values. These are this is terms we use Christian values. No, it's not Christian yeah. values. This is reality. This is about a person who That's is right. God who who became human flesh and dwelt among men and and became like us in every way so that he could identify with us. So that's how he mediates for us. I think oh, the the uh, encounter is to meet him personally um over and over and over and over again. Yeah. See I I mean I'll bring something up where I think people have have missed what you're saying because i agree 100 percent. you know we came up a few years ago somebody did and they said in every situation you say what would jesus do now at first i thought well it's awesome you know they had a little i still think they do they have little bracelets yeah wwj yeah and look i'm not i'm not knocking it but if you think about it that infers that he's no longer here he he he's like a million. He let he was here, but he left. <clears throat> so what would he do? But over and over, he said, "I am." So, I would like to change that to, "What is he doing?" Mm. You know, in my life, 
right now. He, he's living. Like, like, so you read a verse, Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is living and active. Well, most people associate that with the Bible. They'll say, the, you know, the Word, it's, it's relevant. It's living and active. It cuts, it divides. But I'm like, but Jesus is the Word of God. Now, he's revealed. We have all this in history. But if you say, well, what is the point of the Bible, what would you say? What would I say? Yeah. What would you say is the point of the Bible? I would say to point people to an introduction with the author of their uh, of their life, Jesus. I would, too. Somehow or another, this turned into to a manual and a system of rules or, or do's and don'ts, and Jesus just became an idea yeah. that those revolve around instead of a living, active, I am person. That's why people have, and I quote this all the time, but when it, where it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you have that approach where it's just an idea, you have, you have trouble with that verse. What does that mean? Well, it means the same thing he said in all these situations when he said, I am. Yeah. Yeah, because what do they say? This this is a, a, a I've heard it said this is a rule book on how to live. I'm like, no, it's not at all. A rule book on how to live. This is not a it's a book that that introduces you to the creator of the universe. Uh, it's, it's a message. It's not even a book. It's a message that points you to the creator of the universe to make an introduction. And when you have an introduction with such an individual or such a a being as God, but would that probably be a better term? Uh, he is so amazing that it will change the desires of your heart. And so if, if I need a rule book on how to live, I'm I mean, I, I'm not going to yeah. make it. So I you're need driving down the road. I need, yeah. a desi- I, I need my desires transformed, you know, and, I, and that can only come through an encounter with him. So you're driving down the road right after we do this, and somebody pulls out in front of you, and you're like, blankety, 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 blank. Because then you think, well, what would Jesus do in that situation? And my point is, I mean, Jesus is real in that moment. It's something... Let's say you do, you know, slip and have a moment of stupidity, which does happen to all of us. It's not it's not like because you read a verse that says don't cuss that you're not doing that, or you gotta wait till Sunday to repent of it. it. To me that seems to be the angle of religion in our world. Instead of well, Jesus is living and active, he sees all. He's all knowing, he's all powerful, he's in my being right now via his his holy spirit that's kind of my point so when you say these yeah. encounters with jesus i mean how many times do i think about something revolving around jesus in a day's time i would say a hundred probably yep you know you I mean, read the text day? and you read the text in romans 13 <clears throat> about the power of love jesus being love incarnate you get to thinking about it as you say, he never, ever harmed anyone. Not once. He, he just didn't harm anyone. Yeah. And love does no harm mm-hmm. to its neighbor. And then Therefore, it's the fulfillment of all the rules and regulations. Yeah, love great. fulfills it all. You say point. it... it, it you just love your neighbor. You say you won't be getting up saying like you're talking about. Well, if somebody but pulls Phil, out in front of me, I better watch my mouth. You, you, you don't operate like not that. Not only did he not harm <clears throat> him, he respected everyone. 
Yep. Look, read every situation. You say, oh, you're just making that up. Read them all. He, no matter what they had done, where they were from, he showed them respect. Even at the end, though, the ones crucifying him. He wasn't running his mouth saying, I tell you what, buddy, you're going to get yours. He didn't do it. He's the one that implemented <clears throat> God so loved the world. That's every last one of them, every human being. There is but one race on the earth. Look at what mankind did to the truth about races. They're just one race. It's the human race. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus so loved the human race, he sent Jesus. That all you have to do is believe in him and you won't perish. But if you look at that, you say, it's a, it's for everybody. Yep, you know, all this splintering and dividing on what color, where'd you come from, ethnic this and that and other. Look at what Satan has interwoven into man's thinking, and it gets all bent out of shape if he sees somebody coming, you know, look way back in the past any, and hold mistakes again. You just think about it. Yeah. How many times we forgive them, Lord? Seven, and then call it a, call it a, call it a wrap. Yep. He said, 70 times seven. You, you, you live a life of forgiveness. Well, let's, uh, let's end on this right here, that, that the, the way you know that your system is probably not in line with the Bible, or if it is, is does it lead to freedom? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yep. And, and, and if, if, <coughs> if, my, if it's not free, there's no freedom in me having to do all the right things with behavior modification. The, Jesus, he freed you from that. He freed you. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.